You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hi, I'm Jennifer Wood. And I'm Jennifer Connor from Equestrian Businesswomen, and you're listening to Equestrian B2B, the podcast that brings together industry leaders, entrepreneurs, and equestrians for conversations about how they build and sustain a successful business. On today's show, we speak with Melissa Meising and Dawn Harris-Brown about how they came together to form a business partnership, the success of their company, and how they earn repeat customers. Melissa Meising lives in Covington, Louisiana. She is a certified public accountant, real estate agent, eventer, and most importantly, Gallagher's mom. Melissa went to Southeastern Louisiana University and graduated with a bachelor's in accounting and a minor in marketing. She was recruited for her first job at Ernst & Young, New Orleans, the largest accounting firm in the world, six months before graduation. She opened her own practice in Covington, Louisiana, working alongside her husband, an attorney, on many cases. Gallagher is an Irish sport horse gelding that had a drinking problem. The issue came to a head when Melissa and Gallagher traveled to Kentucky for the USEA American Eventing Championships in Kentucky. Melissa was determined to find a solution. She co-founded Gallagher's Water and is an originator of the concept for the equine hydration beverage. Dawn Harris-Brown was born in Texas into a ranching family. After majoring in art at the University of Madrid, she spent another three and a half years in southern Spain. She attended cooking schools in France, England, Morocco, the United States, Canada, Southeast Asia, and Australia. Dawn is the author of the Stable to Table Menu Cookbook. When not hunting her 12 lurchers or fox hunting, she is cooking for friends and family. Dawn has two children, three grandchildren, and lives with her husband on a farm in Folsom, Louisiana. Are you an industry professional who has thought about writing a book? Bookending your business enhances credibility and creates powerful marketing opportunities. InCourse Publishing can bring your expertise to the printed page. As a hybrid publishing company, we partner with our authors through editing, designing, printing, and distribution. Don't leave opportunity on the shelf. Bookend your business today and let us bring your book into the unique arena of the equestrian market. Visit our website, incoursepublishing.com, to download a free PDF to help get you started. Hi, Donna Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to talk to you about how you started your company together, um, your really cool backgrounds that you have both in business and horses, uh, as well as, you know, how you work in your business together today. So um, we look forward to asking and hearing all about it. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. Can you tell us uh, how you met and what led to you forming a partnership together? Well, I think that the first and foremost was the um, discovery and invention of this wonderful product that we have. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was bigger than I could handle on my own. And having known Dawn and her husband for many years, probably close to 40 <laughs> years, <laughs> we've had past business dealings, you know, and we have common interest. I had to grab somebody and, and pull them in and yeah. run this by them. And I said, is this just, is this me or is this a cool idea? <laughs> so and that's how it all evolved. And, and we, we uh, I do have a financial background. So I knew that 
putting this down on paper and organizing it and treating it professionally is always a safe and better way to do business, especially right. with friends. Right, exactly. And um, Melissa, I know kind of the inspiration a bit about starting Gallagher's Water. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what happened and how you came up with the idea? I, I really, you know, it was uh, by accident, but as most horse people have experienced at one, one time or another with one horse or another, my horse did not drink in a hot horse trailer for 11 hours in August on, yeah. on the way to a big show. Yeah. And I completely lost it. <laughs> I, I just said, this is ridiculous. All these home remedies that people have, they don't work. They're not consistent. The horses don't like them. They, they, this is an ongoing problem that I have experienced for over 50 years, and I know <laughs> it's worldwide. Right. So I am going to solve this problem <laughs> like I mean it. <laughs> and as you can tell with the tone of my voice, I, I am passionate about this. This was just, this is ridiculous. These horses are athletes. Right. And they need hydration, man. They need water. Mm -hmm. And arriving at a big deal like that with your horse dehydrated as he steps off the trailer, what are your chances of getting him rehydrated in a strange place? Right. Slim. It's going to be tough. And it was hot. And, he, you know, so sure enough, I never let it go. It burned in me. I did not let it slip away. I I researched it. I went online. I and nothing, and nothing but pages of home remedies came out. There was no real solution. Mm -hmm. People's advice was grab your human Gatorade and start throwing it in the bucket <laughs> or the sweet tea, which is molasses and water. Well, you know that that's not a real consistent and easy fix. Yeah. So, Dawn Brown has a background of cooking. She's a gourmet chef. Mm -hmm. She has a horse background. She has all the ingredients that I needed that I didn't have. And I sat her down and I said, what do you think of this idea? And she, being a horse person, she got it immediately. She understood the problem and the dilemma. So we started concocting the two of us. She, she mostly in her kitchen, oh, tearing it apart, trying to <laughs> get a formula. My husband came in and went, oh, my God, what threw up in here? <laughs> <laughs> you wait, you wait. <laughs> First, we were going to try and make it a liquid. That was, yeah. So beverage, liquid, you know. And right. we got the idea of a alfalfa base simply because I saw the horse in the in the stall next to my horse on, in the trailer, dragging his alfalfa hay through its through the strange tasting water and making a soup or a tea. Mm -hmm. And then he'd go in and he'd start drinking it. And I said, "Oh, there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> we need to make it alfalfa based." Yeah. Yeah. And what horse doesn't like alfalfa? Right. It's been fed to horses for thousands of years. So they, they do already have a taste for it and they love it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, make a long story short. Here it was in the middle, middle of COVID, right? And and all the supply chain issues and the beverage industry in itself. Oh, right. Bottles, cans, you couldn't get them. I couldn't. Right. 
anybody to pay attention to us. They didn't want to talk to a fledgling little startup like us. We had no credibility. We had nothing. We did know this, though. We needed to surround ourselves with teams of people that knew the business. Experts. Rely on experts. This particular business, this niche, because I certainly didn't know anything about the beverage business, and neither did Dawn. Mm -hmm. We knew enough to run around these barns, and we tried it in all parts of the country because we have friends in different parts of the country. After we got our recipe and our formula down, uh, and it was accepted here locally by all these horses, we, we shipped it around, and sure enough, all of them were locked and loaded on it. So we knew we had the formula. We knew we had that. And that in itself was a huge accomplishment. Because as you know, it, it they can't talk back to you and they can't tell you, well, it needs more salt. Well, it right. needs a little more of this. You know, you, just kind of, you have to guess. You have right. to trial and error. So anyway, the, the, the liquid, no, didn't work out. The Our formula is so organic and there are no preservatives in it. So it had no shelf life and it right. discolored quickly. And it could not stand up to ho- hot horse trailers and oh. cold tack rooms and all those places that we horse people like to throw our stuff and, keep <laughs> it and have it on hand, right? Yeah. So we went to powder. We changed gears. Yeah. Again, the, because of our consulting with a, with a beverage consultant that gave us great advice. Mm-hmm. But it was hard convincing that beverage company that we were legitimate you know right and they yeah. were like, what you want to do what <laughs> we, you know they thought we were just another flavored water you know and said no it is but it's for horses they're athletes too yeah yeah it did work anyway they, they, for they, it. they had a big meeting with their directors and went what do you think i mean this is weird <laughs> <laughs> but it worked and now they're they're our biggest supporters. I mean, they are so good. Yeah, we had to sell them. We yeah, had to convince them. We had to convince them that this was real and this was going somewhere. And the director yeah. had an ex girlfriend that was a horsewoman. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he said, "Well, let me let me ask my girlfriend." And he called her, and, and she said, "Oh God, that is great. We've always needed something like that." And he went. He came back to us and was convinced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love I, that. Believe I believe it. Yeah. That is great. <laughs> I have that. So, so you would say that your first step was that you had a problem and you were trying to find a solution for your problem, right? That's when you had a business. Okay. And then second was that you brought in the appropriate people that to help Expert. you out. Expert. And right. And so then you tried your product around the area. Yes. And and tested it. Yes. Okay. And then your do you think that the hardest part was getting um the horses to buy in or do you think it was getting the executives from the bev- the beverage company to buy in? <laughs> The horses, we our formula until the horses said, yes, yeah, we, we a hundred, we're in a hundred percent. And by that, I mean, when they put their face in that water bucket, 
It doesn't come up for 30 seconds. I mean, they drink it dry and they lick the bottom. Yeah. So we knew, we knew they loved it. And uh, how long, how long did that process take? Like of, of you trying to find the, the right solution? Months, months, months. Months. And the development and the formula was months because we, you know, went back and forth and getting the right proportions. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a recipe, you know, when I've developed a lot of recipes and, and this is another recipe. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then we had to go get uh, and seek patent uh, consulting. Okay. Right. And, uh, Trademark. At that time, we brought in EQ Media, mm-hmm. which is our media consulting group and partnered with them. So they've been on board since the inception Mm-hmm. And Carrie and great direction. Those, really, we we have met every single week since then, coming up with package design, uh, and it all the package design evolved around the need for horse people. It was it all became it all evolved because of of when you when you're on the road and you're packed and ready to go the last thing you want to do is drag out ingredients to start measuring you're you're on the clock when you're on the road it's when mm-hmm. the market said go oh, fill the tank water the horse down and out <laughs> it's like that so we we chose to package it in a convenient little rip it open put it in 2 gallons of water why 2 gallons of water horses usually drink about 2 gallons at a clip any more than that? No, you're wasting your energy and time in presenting. So that the, the that ratio, that package to two gallons of water, is instantly done. It's over in about and a minute. The, and you get them used to it before you try it. And they right. will, I mean, they're nickering and wanting that stuff. And, and all it is is water. It's getting the water in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's- I tested it on my own horse going to shows. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It worked beautifully. I was so proud. I was so excited. Because yeah. this is a huge breakthrough when you can get a horse to drink on demand now. Yeah. Do you know how powerful that is? Yeah. No matter where you are, no matter what the water smells like. Right. Yeah. They're not used to. Power. I mean, it's it's unreal. Yeah. It, it and, and of course, all we're selling basically is the water. Yeah. We're trying to get the water in the horse. Yep. Without messing it up and and putting a lot of artificial ingredients and all that. It's we're very trying to keep it very pure. Right. Very, very pure. It's human grade. Everything we have in there is human grade. Yeah. So that's how it evolved. It was a team effort and still is. Right. Yeah, there's so many different uses of this too. Chickens are drinking it. We've got uh, pigs, the 4-H jurors with their pigs dehydrated. Show cattle, Uh, a zebra. We've got a zebra. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I mean, you know, you never know when you got to water your zebra, right? (laughs) (laughs) And um, where did you? launch the product did you was it purely online were you in stores how did you grow that we we launched it we didn't even get the final product till about three days before we went up there with the torch trailer and brought it back the the (laughs) land rover kentucky three Three day day. oh yeah we launched with a booth 
And it was packed. I mean, I, it was a really amazing. We had the uh, Carrie advised us uh, to go ahead and get a nice commercial made to put mm -hmm. on our website, which was playing on the Jumbotron there in Lexington at, for all to see. It was wonderful. We yeah. had a great launch there. We were stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet because you know what? If you can do something for the people and give them some relief and think that they're helping their horses, I, I bet that that really mm -hmm. went a long way. Exactly. That's the name of the game. Yeah. There is. And in what ways have you grown the company? Like not just um, have you grown the number of people that work for you, the number of places that you have it um, in in tractor supplies or what have you, you know, what, what ways have you grown it? We don't have any employees. Okay. In this day and age, there are so many entrepreneurs out there that with little niche that we can simply, where we don't employ them, we, we, we hire them on. As independent contractors. And, right. and get our problems solved and done that way. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think That's where Carrie comes in. It's, yeah. it's very flexible. And it allows a young fledgling like that, uh, like us, to continue with their business plan without having to, the obligation of employees. Yeah. So to speak, on your apron strings. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. What kind of people do you need and and use for different parts of the company? Well, for instance, I am the CPA and I do all of the in-house bookkeeping and so forth. I'm married to an attorney. So that has helped quite a bit with the contracts that we've uh, had with different uh, retailers and so on and so forth. It, it takes a village. Yeah. And we've got a village. Yeah. We, we've got them assembled. We have a beautiful team working with us and they are, they're all in. They, all of us have pushed those chips to the center of the table. Mm -hmm. By that, I mean, we are on this seven days a week. We are always thinking of, of ways to uh, make it better or introduce it. And how did we grow it? Well, I think that by the time EQ Media got finished with all of their beautiful shots and, and commercial and all of the, um, uh, what am I trying to say there? That, that, that uh, All of our commercials, uh, the videos, videos, the images, everything that, that they've done. Has. I mean, it, it's gorgeous. I, did you get a chance to see our video? Mm -hmm. Presentations. Yes. Yeah. That's a, I think that's what I'm trying I think to say. That's that. pretty impressive. The presentation <laughs> that we had to, at our fingertips to upload at these sites and our story and the fact that we have solved this huge problem economically for people that it, it, you know it's very cost effective for them to to use this on a daily. Mm -hmm. I think that that has helped sell it to the retailers. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot, a lot of consumers have gone to the retailers and pressed them and said, why aren't you carrying this? This is unreal. Yeah. You need to be carrying this. So I think a lot of it has come about by that. The retailers have reached out to us in, in many instances. We have great ambassadors, too, which oh. Gary has helped get, uh, get on board with this. Okay. Our ambassadors are working in the field for us. Yeah. They they are, they're into it 150%. They love it. They believe in it. They use it daily. And they, they sure enough, it is spreading organically. 
through through that. And uh, I think the product pretty much sells itself, <laughs> to be they, honest. That's how it is. As soon as they try it, that's why we are giving out samples, because it all it takes is one time and mm-hmm. then the horses are hooked and, you know, they got to keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> what was the process like to get it on the shelves at places like Tractor Supply Company and, and tack shops? We have, uh, we never come in touch with our product. This is very interesting. Listen to this. We have a co-packer in Des Moines, Iowa, which is where this is produced. Our sourced ingredients are then shipped there. They process it. And our fulfillment and warehouse is right around the corner. Yeah. It is so seamless. uh, Yeah. So we have our supplies. We've got our co-packer. And our fulfillment center. And it's all concentrated. I mean, I've been in international business for a long time. And this is the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys don't have to have your hands on anything. They just handle all of the orders and the shipping. Every single one of it. Yeah, yes. And and we are online only at Tractor Supply. It is not on the shelves. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's uh, in-store pickup. Okay. So it ships free if, if you pick it up in the store. Yeah. But the other retailers have it in their stores. Okay. And FarmVet is doing, if you ever go on FarmVet, they mm-hmm. they just love it. They are really pushing it. It's the star of the of their um uh on their website right now. And did you have to initiate those conversations with them to sell through them? We were on a platform called Arrange Me, uh, and Tracker Supply reached out, and we we got our first interview through the through that platform. Okay. One of our ambassadors arranged a first meet. Well, actually, gave samples to the owner of FarmVet. Ah, they're active. In, yeah, they're active in the show arenas, and yep. uh, they loved it. And all of his horses drank it, and they went. He went, wow. <laughs> All family shows from what I understand. They do, yeah. So there there you go. There was our intro. Cool. And what do you think? Do you think it's simply the product that makes it a key to making customers be repeat customers? Or do you think there's more that, that you've done as a company to kind of secure people in um in buying your product over and over again? Yeah, I think that the public judges you on on everything that you do, mm-hmm. if you're selling yourself or if you're selling a product, right? Yeah. And people will come back to you if you treat them right with respect and dignity and give them the service they are paying for. Right. The same thing is true with products. If you have a product that sells itself, does its job, and fill a, a big need, you're home free. That product is sells itself. I I really do. I can't stress that enough. And people will find out how powerful this is the longer they use it and the more they use it, how many times and occasions they need this. Mm. They'll never be without it. It's like equating, you know, when you do a marathon, don't you drink? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Now we have something for horses. It's a sports drink for horses. Well, it is. 
Have you have you met any resistance from any of the disciplines on it? Like I'm thinking in particular racing. Like, have you had any exposure to racing and have you had resistance from them? We've we're finding out that there are more some disciplines that accept it better than others for some strange mm-hmm. reason. Uh, the horse industry, I think, is uh, more set in their ways, so to speak, and mm-hmm. many many of their training devices have been handed down, whatever the, the deal is. I think that uh, over time, they will try it and see how beneficial it is for rehydration for their horses. But uh, it's not an, it's not a, a discipline that we've gone after. Okay. The eventers, dressage riders, hunters and jumpers, people in the uh, in the endurance, endurance. Yeah, they're all over it. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. Got a little packet. You put it in your saddlebag along with a collapsible bucket, and you're good to go. Yeah. All you need is the water, but some horses won't even drink it. But if you start them out on it before, right? You you have that vet check, and that horse is drinking. It's a, it's have a, you guys tried it? Do you have horses? I do have horses. I have not tried it, but I'm going to. Oh, you got <laughs> <to>. <laughs> report, I have back. A, report back. <laughs> I will. I have, and actually, I'm involved with um, some standard bred racehorses as well. So that my mind oh, was yeah. kind of going like, oh, I should get some, and we should see how it works at the track with some that of would those. Be great, absolutely. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, um, and I have a young thoroughbred who I, I mean. I think he drinks water. I'm not doing a stall every day to to know, but I'm sure he's probably going to be picky about drinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, they if you go on our social media pages, there have been just an outflow of, of testimonials and videos that have been sent Some in. Some real funny ones, too. <laughs> and just really heartfelt from people who are just tickled with this yeah. product. Just tickled. Relieved. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it must be such a relief to know that they can depend on something to keep their horses healthy. Yeah. Months with the, you know, making a hot toddy out of it. Right. Gosh, they love it. Put the warm water in with it. Oh Mm -hmm. man. (laughs) Belly up to the bar. Oh, (laughs) That's really good. How, How would you describe your partnership dynamic? I think well, that we call each other five or six <laughs> times a day and run run ideas. Hey, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. <laughs> I mean, it, it works really well because uh, we, we both respect one another a lot, uh, first and foremost, and we trust one another uh, explicitly. We both have the same goals. Goals are very, very important. So, yeah, it works really well, I think. Yeah. And do you have advice um, for people when they're working in a part- partnership with somebody that is a friend? So, like I said, keep it keep it on the up and up, and keep it business like yeah. on paper. Yeah, yeah. and then the, everything else will work better. Yeah, uh, I'm in partnership with my sister in real estate as well, okay. Okay. and we've been partners for twelve years now, doing business with family members that can be challenging. But again, <laughs> you break it down into a business structure and, and, and act professional and be professional. Mm, yeah. And uh, that, that's the way to do that. Keep your emotions in check <laughs> as hard as it is. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do, how would you negotiate, how would you navigate um, like 
saying that you have a partner and you want to do some kind of partnership agreement. Um, is there a, a delicate way to approach that? Like how do, how do people not take offense and how do you not offend when you're kind of asking that? Absolutely. Good question. And we right. have reduced it all to partnership in writing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it goes on and on and it specifically states thus and so. And if this were to happen and that and that, it lays it out. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and through experience, you know, my husband has done this quite a few times and I have too. We've all been involved in business dealings over the years. I can tell you that the uh, life experience that we all bring to the table helped get this launched, this product mm-hmm. launched, because mm-hmm. it, it, it absolutely takes a lot of experience to foresee problems and snuff them out before they happen. Right. This right. is for grownups. It's all for grownups. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would have been as successful if you guys had done this, you know, 20 years ago? No, no, probably not. I do not. I think we've got too many ex- experiences and business experiences under mm-hmm. our belt to make. We know what works and what does not work. Yeah. This has been a huge undertaking. Yeah. yeah. It's I very mean, expensive. It's simple right. as it sounds. <laughs> it has been extremely complicated. So how do you guys um, deal with a problem when you when something comes up? How do you work together to solve a problem? Well, uh, first thing we do is we either meet together in this conference room or on the phone and go over it and sometimes bring other people in Mm. to consult with it. It depends on how big the problem is, you know, but uh, uh, that's usually how we do it by committee. (laughs) One person doesn't take the lead and just, you know, put their head down and go through. It's not done that way. It is done respectively of one another. Mm-hmm. And um, Don, in what ways has your international experience helped your, shape your view of business? Well, I was in, um, I've, I was in an international, I developed a, a furniture business and uh, I was in, well, I started in Honduras where mm-hmm. I was there for four years and then uh, I changed it to uh, China. And so I was in China for, I wasn't in China. I went every other month, mm-hmm. but I was felt like I was in China. Anyway, uh, so I did that for 15 years and um, I learned a lot, a lot. And I, I just did it the hard way. And, and I, I know now there's an easier way of doing things. And then, Finally, when we concentrated our efforts all in one in the center of the United States, everything is sourced there. It's packaged there. It's fulfilled there. It has just made your life so much easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I, I just can't tell you <laughs> that what I was doing in China and and uh, Honduras it was just a nightmare. But yeah. you know, I had to do it, and I learned a lot. Right, learned a whole lot. So I do know about about business and commodities and so. So, right. um, yeah, that's that's where we are now, <laughs> and it, it my life is a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> and you've had, I mean, really incredible travels and experiences all around the globe. Um, how yeah. has it influenced your view on life? What what kind of um, 
you know, uh, experiences have have led you to learn things about yourself? I've done all that traveling and cooking in each country and uh, two of my passion projects. And uh, and you learn a lot about uh, people Mm. and different countries and their lifestyles. But when you come down to it, everybody has the same needs. They have aging parents. They have, you know, children. And, you know, it's it's, everybody has these. Mm -hmm. But their culture is different. And that's what's fun to learn about the culture of the of the country. And and you have a common denominator with the uh, with horses. I mean, and so there you are with their horses and and you have something to talk about right away. Mm-hmm. Even so, when you're in outer Mongolia. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were the first Westerners to do that. That's amazing. Felt like That's a pioneer or crazy, either one. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was in high school, I graduated early and for six months before I went to school, I taught riding lessons before I went to college. And there was a man who came to me to learn to ride because he was going trekking in Mongolia. For wow. some wow. on some Mongolian ride, and he knew nothing. And he was in his seventies, and just decided this is something that he wanted to do, and he was determined to do it. I'm I never heard from him after. after. Oh, so I probably buried him up on a hill. Up there. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I that was uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It that was the best. I guess that was probably the best trip I've ever had. Wow. And it was like the blind leading the blind. We had about 12 Mongolians with us, but they didn't know any more than we did. And trying to find pack animals, we tried out these Bactrian camels. Well, our stuff would kicked up everywhere. And oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so we just got some more horses and put our stuff on top of the horses. But amazing. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> But what cool stories come from it, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm about, you know, in hung- Hungary also. I rode across the the steps of Hungary to Romania. Oh, cool. That was really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and, but interesting. It's another experience in life. It really right. is. Yeah. You, you learn a lot, a lot. So it's just what you like to do. <laughs> Melissa, how has your work in real estate and finance prepared you for being an entrepreneur? Oh, absolutely. I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I, I have, uh, I, I invented a card game here locally called making groceries in the new Orleans area. That was a huge hit back in the eighties. And actually that led to me going back to school and getting my degree because I felt I hit a ceiling and I needed to learn more. Mm-hmm. I, I just hit this. I, honestly, I had this feeling like, I'm missing something here. And I want to go learn about this. So I did. And that opened so many doors. My God, uh, that education that because I feel now I, I think it, I think bigger mm. because I have more capacity. It yeah. when they say it opens up doors. It literally does in your head. It, it just opens up all of these little channels and now it's like connect the dots. It all makes sense now. I understand. <laughs> and to put to put a deal like this together without the background, I, I don't know. I, right. I don't know what to tell you. 
I, I don't know how it could have been done mm. because it would have been relying, I guess, on an accounting firm to sit. I, I don't know. Mm. But uh, I did know this. I know I knew enough back in the when we first got started, how much this had to retail for or or pretty much how, how much it had to retail. I, I found that little spot and I had to back into you see, sourcing the ingredients. How much is that going to cost? By the time everybody got paid and it went through the channels, is this is this feasible? feasible. <laughs> is this going to work? So how could you do that if you did not have a background in that? Yeah. yeah. So that that's what I keep asking myself. That and the selling side of it, and uh, and the the formula. For the love of God, the formula had to work. <laughs> yeah. had to work I know. That, that so it all fun. tied in. It all worked beautifully. Boy, we worked and worked. It did work. Hey, and when we took that out to the barn and tried it on that whole stable of horses, and <laughs> yes, yes, we found it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we took out samples out there and Oh, do you like this? Yeah, yeah. No, and then, really. and then, you know, they kind of babbled at it, and, and so we, I'll go back to the drawing board, come back. You like this? Oh, no, and then <laughs> finally we we hit that formula and went. Oh yeah, it was a pivotal <laughs> day. The day we went out to our veterinarian that we both use. Oh yeah, and she has a um, she has a farm, and and she has goats and horses and. She had uh, she drug one horse after the other after the other. This one's not going to drink. Let's try it on this. This one. one won't even drink out of a bucket. And sure enough, they all did. Her mouth was open. I know. It's <laughs> oh my God! This really awesome. does work. Yeah, we knew that day forward. Yeah, that, that, that gave us the confidence and her endorsement. Really, she she's all over this. She she's just thinking. We were sweating cool. bullets when we went out there. We had an appointment and we we're waiting around, you know, for her to come. But <laughs> what if her horses don't drink it? <laughs> and we were going oh, and then, and so. but then we started shipping it to different parts of the country, Arizona, because we wanted to test it. We knew it worked on our water. But as you travel, waters taste different in different parts of the country, right? Right. Yes. Some of them smell eggy uh, with that sulfur. sulfur. Some of it looks rusty and some of it just smells metally or I don't know what. But so well we, water, here we river went. Water, we started shipping it all over the country to different friends of ours that had horses. And we said, try this on your horses. And it all worked. So it did mask the flavor. Of and smell of the weirdo waters out mm. there. Weirdo yeah. waters and people, you know, that that travel long distances with show horses and everything else. They carry their own. They have big tanks on their trailers. They carry their own water from their house, you know, from their uh, their barns, uh, just because of that Dilemma. that reason. Yeah, right. And no uh, need. We tried it on. I took the water from our river. We're on a river. And the river water, our well water, and uh, the filling station water. My chlorine water. Chlorine water from the city. And tried it on all these different waters, and it made no difference. So how do you all feel about this? Does this play out on a lot of the entrepreneurs you have interviewed in the past? Yes, I think, you know, we certainly see themes emerge with everyone that we talk to. Um, 
and definitely, you know, you're, what your experiences are have echoed um, what we've heard in the past too, which is cool. Cause yeah. I think, you know, people who are new to this or want to try and start their own business, I think the more they hear that other people kind of have similar experiences that they can learn from and, um, and know that, you know, it's not just them. They're not alone in having these issues or, you know, whatever the, their whatever the reasoning is, it's, uh, it's nice to be able to provide that information for people and, yeah, and yeah. even just, you know, fellow yeah. business owners oh. want to commiserate. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I also think that there's like a common theme of steps to the process of building a business that mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to reiterate that. And, you know, it might be slightly different from other people's, but I do think like, you know, patents are important and people might not think about that. Mm-hmm. And you guys kind of touched on that a little bit and, you know, sourcing it and that there's easier ways to do it. So I do think that that's, it's great that to kind of, um, hit that home again over and over that there's, and I think one of the most important themes is that, you know, hiring the right people to help you out. Like you don't have to hire and have a staff like that. You, you know, you figure out what you don't know when you hire the right people to do that. And it sounds like you guys are right on top of that as well. Yeah. Independent contractors that specialize in these little niche things. Right. Uh, Like for instance, we we are uh, working now with a with a group that does nothing but Amazon listings and presentations. Ah, what wow. what a niche that is, right? Yeah, right. That platform is extremely difficult to maneuver and work yeah. through. Uh, and and that's so all they do. That's all they do, and they're good at it. And so we are we are happily working with them because yeah. in the long run that will help us. It's a good investment. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice because I don't think we've ever yeah. talked about that before, yeah. and you know what that platform is like. And I also like, um, you know, hearing about how you guys work together in a partnership because a lot of the people we've talked to are kind of solo business owners. So I think it's a a very different dynamic to be working um, in partnership with someone uh, in a company. I I do that in my company as well, and I think it's we've had a similar start as you did in that we both, you know, brought different things to the table and thought we could be more successful together than apart. So um it's great to hear that. Yeah. Work smart, not hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well at the end of um each episode we ask the same four questions to our guests. Uh so Connor usually starts with the first. Okay, we'll start with Melissa. What is one action that women can take to make a big difference in their lives? I think that they should be working towards being self-reliant. And by that, I mean independent. Uh, Not to the point of being, you know, uh, isolated socially or anything. But I mean, by by that, I mean, stand alone. Be, be, uh, Be able to think for yourself. And the more independent you are uh, in every way, actually, in every capacity, financially, and, and the, the better and more successful I think you will be. Mm-hmm. And Dawn, do you have something to add to an action that uh, women can take? Yes. Well, that's 
that's about the same thing as I, I felt. And and you can do anything you want to do. Don't let anybody tell you you can't because you can. That's and right. You just have to keep working at it. And I, you know, I was growing up and and we had as women. I I was doing renovations at the time, and I was the only woman contractor. And this was a long time ago. And I had some, you know, oh, well, here's the little Twinkie coming in here. You know, <laughs> and I knew more than anybody else. And it's, it's just another, it's a, a glass ceiling you have to break. Hmm. But uh, I think that all the young women now, my daughter and my daughter-in-law, and that it, it, it makes no difference whether you're male or female now, I don't think. I yeah. think it's, and all those days are gone. Oh, thank goodness. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't even feel it now. I don't either. None. You know, it That's makes great. It, yeah. And Don, what is the Believe best? In yourself. Believe in yourself. And Don, what is the best habit that keeps you motivated personally? Well, I, I, I enjoy, you know, out taking care of my horse and, but um, also, I'm an artist, and I paint, and so I paint when I can, and I, 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 I sell quite a bit, so that's good. Great. And, yeah, I'm an abstract artist. That's cool. And Melissa, what's the habit that keeps you motivated personally? I think going out and riding my horse, making time to go and see and ride my horse. We mm -hmm. are a team, too. We're a partnership. Mm -hmm. We're we're a dynamic partnership. He has the utmost respect for me, and I the same for him. And I I always try and find out what what could I do to improve his comfort, his performance. I'm always seeking that for him because I feel like I owe it to him. Uh, for instance, getting his saddle fitted just right for him, and all of these little things you know that I can do to improve his. Um, quality of life, I guess, if, if you want to call it that. But yeah, he's a great guy and I'm I'm privileged to own him. That's Gallagher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don, what's your favorite horse movie? Uh Man from Snowy River. Ah. <laughs> and Melissa, what's yours? Sea Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get that one a lot. <laughs> and uh Melissa, who would you recommend to be a future guest on this podcast? I think Valerie Pride, who is okay. our four or five star event, five star, yeah. five star event rider, judge, uh, a wonderful, beautiful rider, trainer. Uh, and Valerie's going through a little, uh, you know, as we all, as many, many business owners are right now, the lack of uh, help out mm. there. She's having to do a lot of her barn work herself now. And it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge for her. And I think that's timely. I think that would be a, an interesting viewpoint from her, mm -hmm. from her point of view. She just came back from uh, Blenheim in England. She uh, competed there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she's a wonderful young woman. She just, really is. Uh, we appreciate just, what she's doing for us. Yeah. I just, I'm so glad to know her. Right. So, well, it was a real pleasure speaking with you guys today and learning more about you and being able to share your story with our listeners. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, oh, thank well, you so much. Pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now go get yourself some Gallagher's Wolves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you will too.
You can drink it too. That's <laughs> oh, no, no. Look at that room. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Those were such fun ladies to talk to. Really, really. <laughs> I feel fun. like I want to hang out with them and have a couple of drinks and just hear about their lives. <laughs> I know they're so interesting. And, you know, we really didn't get into a lot of what they've done. I mean, a little bit with Dawn, but wow, I, I was reading um, some on her website and it, the just it's super interesting. Yeah. And, you know, all of, like they said, all of their outside business experience really lent itself easily to what they're doing together now um, with their company. And um, it was just great to hear and their advice on how to work together and, and, you know, what they've done to make this a success. Yeah. I think that they're, they're friends and I think they've been able to navigate being friends and staying friends, but keeping business business. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think that is one of the most important points to come out of this is, you know, if you're really going to make it a success and you're going to make it where you want to stay friends, even if the business ends, you have to put everything in writing and you have to clearly delineate um, everything that goes into that business partnership outside of your friendship. And yeah. the communication has to be so clear in, you know, what your goals are and how you're going to get there and who's doing what work and, you know, making sure you have the finances worked out to like who's making what, or are we putting everything back into the company? All of that has to be crystal clear because, when it's not, that's when it leads to problems. And that's where, you know, friendships can go bad is yeah. when you're not communicating well on all of that. Yeah. And they definitely seem like they communicated well. I mean, I even like that they were like on the call together on mm-hmm. the same computer, right? <laughs> right. They were sitting next to each other. <laughs> yes. Which typically, even when we've had other partners on, they've been in different places or, you know, different locations. And I just thought that that was really great that they were like together. They were going to be a united front talking to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really interested to try the product as well, because you know what, mm. it, it is a big problem and it's an interesting solution to it. So, yeah. you know, I'll, uh, I'll definitely have to go out there and get something for them to try. For sure. I know that we're running a little bit behind and we have to get off to our next adventures. So find the links to today's guests and the show notes at www eqbusinesswomen.com. Equestrian B2B is out twice a month on the 1st and the 15th. You can find out more at eqbusinesswomen.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Find Equestrian B2B wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a review. You can have all 20 plus shows of the Horse Radio Network with you wherever you go with their free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Now go solve a problem.